Hello again, and welcome to the Business Creators Radio Show, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. I'm Adam Homie. I'm your host, and you are in the right place if you are one of the following. An entrepreneur, small business owner, or local business owner, a marketing or business coach, someone who helps others build their businesses by supporting their marketing and business building efforts, and of course, do-it-yourselfers who have your own hands on the levers and just love to run things yourself. And if you're any of these four categories, please take a moment, explore episodes, and discover how our experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the message. Today, I'm very excited to have a really good friend of mine who I've known for a long time and somebody who I have profound respect for in the marketing industry, Eli Delaney of YourMarketingUniversity.com. And he is going to tell us about how to become a follow-up fanatic and turn those casual connections into clients. And when I talk about building your business all the time, one of the things that I hone in on is what I call a discussion group game. I think of that as low-hanging fruit. These are people right in front of you. In many cases, they are casual connections. So how do we turn these into clients? We have people we know. We have people we speak with. We have people who have expressed some level of interest who have just reached out to us. So how do we become a follow-up fanatic? I see so often that promising initiatives get lost in the follow-up because people run out of steam or they don't do it or they don't know how to do it. And in this day and age, you can't do business like you used to. Uh, if you're struggling to get enough customers to your business, if you're seeing that people have higher expectations, less trust, and are much more conservative with their buying dollars in these economic times, you need to evolve with your prospecting customers or they will find someone who has. Now, if you suffer from that used to work but I don't know what to do syndrome, Eli is going to help us discover some systems you need to discover a follow-up fanatic and turn those casual connections into clients. So we have you covered here. So before I introduce Eli, let me just tell you a little bit about him. He, as I mentioned, he's the co-founder and lead trainer of YourMarketingUniversity.com, which is a marketing education company designed specifically to teach you how to take control of your marketing online and offline. Some might say that Eli and I are competitors in a way, and it is true that some of our services and solutions do overlap. And the lesson I have for you is if you're not speaking with people who may be your competitors, who may be going after similar markets as you in the marketplace, you are totally missing out because if you're taking this as a zero-sum game rather than an abundance game, you will lose. Remember, there's always opportunities when you reach out. Eli simplifies the complex when it comes to marketing your business and becoming the expert in your industry. Having trained hundreds of entrepreneurs and professionals all around the globe, Eli has been a speaker and trainer for groups such as SCORE, David Fagan's Icon, excuse me, Icon Builder Bootcamp, the National Association of Women Business Owners, the Arizona Small Business Association, and many, many more. Eli, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing awesome, Adam. How are you today? 
just big time, big money all the way across the board, ready to do this thing. And uh, I know you have a ton of information to share with our audience, and we only have 60 minutes to get it in. So and I know how it is when you and I get together. We can talk this stuff up all day long, and our listeners are going to get quite a treat. And for those of you who follow the Business Creators Radio Show, you know that in addition to being your host, I'm also your fellow student. I'm sitting right there next to you with my notepad and pen in hand, always looking for that slight edge that makes me even more skilled as a business creator. So before we dive in to this topic of becoming a follow-up fanatic and turning those casual connections into clients, Eli, if you would, uh, let's take a quick step back. I know I read off your bio there, and it's very impressive. What I'd like to do is I'd like to give uh, perhaps a small handful of our listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance to get to know you a little. So just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today, how you've come to help entrepreneurs and business creators take control of their marketing online and offline. Well, that could actually be a 60-minute conversation in itself, so I'll try to boil it down pretty quick. And I want to, you know, before I get into it, because I know you and I have a lot to talk about. We always do. I mean, it's it's amazing how, how our connections uh, have intertwined with each other over the years. And, and I'm going to share some of that with our, our listeners today because of the fact that that really goes to show the whole follow-up process and how it works. But one of the things that you said right up front that I want to give you huge kudos for because this is such a such an important thing is the fact that you said that some people might see us as competitors, but we're in that collaborative you know, change of that. And for me, that is so, so huge because it amazes me how many people still think in that scarcity mindset that if there's, if there's two people in the room that do the same thing, then they have to compete with each other. And that's really not the way it works. If, if you want to get really succeed, you want to figure out who would be considered your competitors and turn those into collaboration partners because I'll tell you what, you can get so much further from that. And so, you know, you said that, and I just wanted to, you know, give you kudos for that and kind of really, really dig deep on that one specifically because that is one right. of the biggest mantras that I live by. Right. Right. Well, I, so, I appreciate so, that, and it's something I've learned over the years. Awesome. So. So my story, um, years and years ago, I actually started in the, the music industry. I was a trained musician, um, uh, vocal, had background in classical voice, uh, played guitar, keyboards, a couple of other different things. Did that for quite a while, and as I was growing up, I really enjoyed the music industry, except for there was one problem, was that I was actually afraid of, um, I had stage fright which was really kind of funny okay. when you look at where I am now because now I'm a speaker. Right? right. So, you know, I actually got into the back end of the system as I became a roadie and basically did a lot of the back end, helping with lighting and audio and all that kind of stuff for a lot of great musicians. Had a lot of fun with that. And then, you know, my boss at the time had some recreational habits. I'm sure you can probably figure out what those were. And they started to <laughs> my page. And, you know, I had one rule, I don't care what you do on your own time as long as it doesn't affect my paycheck, and it did. So it was time for me to move on. I started working for a small computer shop in the Phoenix area um, when I was still living there. And we ended up, we were a Internet provider, basically, when 56K had just come out. So everybody who doesn't even know what that is, you do not understand <laughs> how spoiled we are in today's world. Um, but I actually started building websites through the company because of the fact that we had a website. It was awful, embarrassing. It was designed by the, the manager at the time with the very first beta version of Microsoft Publisher, if that tells you how long ago that was. Wow. And so, 
Yeah, and that was it was designed by that. It was awful, and you know, to kind of give you an idea of how bad it really was, you know, even today, most of our websites are are pretty standard in the fact they have your normal navigation. So all the buttons that go to different pages, like your home page, about us, services, contact us, all those typical things you normally see on most websites. The only thing was that ours also had our page five, page six, page seven, and page eight because he couldn't figure out how to get the buttons off the template he was using. Oh dear, That's how bad it was. Yeah. So I learned HTML. I, at the time, I also picked up a copy of Photoshop, and this was Photoshop 3, I believe, and I fell in love with it, and I became a designer. Started my own company. Was um, That company, technically, we still have. We haven't taken on new clients from it for several years, um, but I maintained some clients that I've had for um, almost 18 years, and the company's been, been around for over 18 years. And then about wow. six years ago, I got kind of bored and tired of being a web designer and decided that I was ready to migrate to the next thing. I like to call it your evolution of life. And right. I start, decided my next thing was I love teaching and training. And I had started, I had been going to conferences and seminars, and I was learning a lot of information myself. And I realized that when I could take that information and boil it down to the most basic pieces and turn around and reteach that to somebody else who had no clue about the stuff that we're doing on a regular basis. I mean, a lot of us here, you know, we, we take for granted certain things. You know, you ask somebody in the offline world, a lot of times you say, how big is your list? And they say, what list? You know, where we understand that that is a normal, that's a thing you need to know, and the bigger your list is, the more people you can influence, which then in turn makes it so you can be more successful in your business. And right. so I took those principles, the things that we take for granted, and I broke them down to simple things and started teaching them, and I had so much fun with it. And so from that, that's how we ended up starting Your Marketing University. And that's and what we do now is we teach entrepreneurs how to take control of their marketing, whether it be online or offline, because everybody's focusing on the online stuff. But I'll tell you what, face-to-face -face and shaking hands still works so much better than anything else that's out there, and it's still a very powerful tool, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. So so that's kind of my, my history, my background. I love what I do. I do this because I have a lot of fun with it, and you know, I try to add as much value as I can in the process. Agreed wholeheartedly. Now, here on the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And many of our listeners have come to me. They've called. They've emailed. They've messaged me on Facebook, and they've said, you know, I pretty much have anything that any of your guest experts share I can do, but I just don't have enough money, and I don't have enough hours in the day. So the whole issue of time and money. Now, we mm -hmm. ask this question of every expert who appears on our show. And what I'd like to do is just get your thoughts on, do these issues tend to get in, in the way? We get different answers from every single one of our experts, many of whom interpret the question differently, and I just love the variety. So let's hear what you have to say. All right. So, so yeah, the issues of, of time and money are, it's always a one or the other one. And I believe that right. you can either make the time, because we all have the same 24 hours in a day, and if you look at people like, you know, perfect example, one of my, one of my biggest, you know, for lack of a better term, idols out there is Richard Branson. The man runs over 100 companies, yet he still right. has time to do everything he needs to and spend time on this beautiful island with his family. So right. it's not like he has more time than we do. We all have the same amount of time every day. So we do have to set priorities, and I think that's the number one thing to look at is dedicating the time. And you know, some of the things we'll talk about from the you know how to follow up more effectively, I'm going to give you some, some tools and some, some things to use that will make you more efficient 
in that process, so you're not spending as much time, but in the process, you do need to dedicate time to actually do this stuff. Um, as far right. as money goes, everything that I'm going to show you today is extremely inexpensive. Most of it is free. I am really big right. into seeing if there if there is a way that you can do it as inexpensively as possible. You know, we're all on a budget of some sort, and you may be in a position where um, where you just like, okay, I got fifty bucks to spend, and I really need to buy groceries with that. Okay, well let's look at what right. other things you can use that actually don't cost anything. You know, maybe the fact that you can go and meet somebody at a networking event and spend two dollars on a soda. You know, I mean, there's things like that where you can keep your costs down very, very easily. I tend to be one I like to to save money if I can, and that's the same stuff that I like to teach everybody as well. So, in that aspect, also keep in mind when you get to a certain point where you do have a little bit more cash cash flow going through. Spend the money. Spend the money to do it right because then that's going to save you more time. And it's always a teeter-totter situation. It's either time or money. You've got one or the other one. You either have to spend more time or you can spend more money in order to take less time. So that's kind of right. a fact of life. The way it works, um, my goal is to give you the things that – and this is actually part of our mantra with um, your marketing university as well. My goal is to teach you the things that you can do on yourself when you have more time than money in order to get you to a position where you can make more money so you can save more time and outsource some of this stuff and do it in an educated fashion. I agree entirely, and I think that that's very much something we need to think about. I know that, in fact, I don't know a person out there who doesn't have some sort of constraints when it comes to either the number of hours in a day or how much money they have available to invest. I mean, when I look around and I see just – my own inbox, and I think I think probably about two or three times a week, somebody uh, contacts me and they say, hey, you know, you should really join my mastermind, or you should join my coaching program, or so-and-so is doing a, a course. You think you really need to get in on that? And the reality mm-hmm. is, um, aside from budgetary uh, issues, because I am very smart about my money, I will invest if it's smart, and the return on investment is there, and I do invest considerably in my continuing education as an online marketer. But uh, it comes to the point where I can't take on any more because I do have that budget and I have to stick to that. And, and if I'm going to participate in something, I'm not going to go halfway with it. I'm going to show up for all the webinars. I'm going to be in the discussion groups. I'm going, to, I'm going to give everything I've got to the opportunity that's sitting right in front of me right now. So I can't do that if I have 20 of them and run a business and have a life. It's just not going to work. Now, what I'd like to do now is I'd like to dive into what we're here for today. And, Eli, you call yourself a follow-up fanatic. Pray tell, what is that? A follow-up fanatic is somebody who, who lives by the fact that if you meet somebody, you've got to know that the conversation is just starting. And you know right. that you have to follow up. Here's the here's the reality of it, is that and, and the reason why I talk about this so much is because I've been a networker for many many years. I mean, but let's talk about the fact that's how you and I met. I mean, we can actually share yeah. that story. Was we, you and I were both at um, Armin Morin's big seminar. I don't remember which year it was, um, but you and I sat next to each other and started up a conversation. Got along really well. Started chatting. And then we started building that follow-up afterwards. You and I followed up. I don't remember who did it first, but basically there was an email saying, hey, it was great meeting you. Let's, you right. know, let's get together and do a chat at some point. 
Then we come to, now this is the fun part, is that you and I have had little chats, but we hadn't done anything other than just had conversation, building the relationship. And then I have somebody who I networked with in the online world um, by the name of Therese Skelly. Of course, you know Therese. And it was so funny. Yeah, yeah, I I, I exchanged emails with her just yesterday. Exactly. So you and I were were both connected in one place across the country, by the way. And then I get talking to Therese online through Facebook. Somehow we got connected. I don't know how it started, but we started having these conversations. We started chatting. And then I realized she's actually in the same town as I am. This is when I still lived in Phoenix. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, you know, it's funny. We've known each other for like six months online, but we didn't – but I just, just realized you're actually in Phoenix. We should get together and have a cup of coffee. So we sit down. We start – we get together. We have our cup of coffee. We're talking, to, getting to know each other and everything. And she goes, you know what? Uh-huh. I've got somebody that you really should meet. And she goes, um, I've got a client and a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Adam Homie. Do you know that? Have you ever heard of him? And was like, oh, well, this is so funny. He and I just were at a conference together and we started talking and yeah we stirred this relationship and that's what caused you and I to actually become true friends yeah it was yes, yes. I, in fact of, I remember when she brought that to me I was chatting with her mm-hmm. it was like the day after New Year's of 2010 or 2011 and she said hey I happen to know a mutual friend of yours and uh, who Eli Delaney like, no way really sweet <laughs> exactly all right so so let's think about this. Now, I paid I paid to go to Armin's conference. So I paid to fly across the country and do the um, – well, I'm trying to remember. What, I don't remember if we met if it was in Vegas or in Atlanta that time. Uh, but Vegas. Either way, we – okay, that was the Vegas one. Okay, so I yeah. didn't pay for a flight. I actually drove there because Phoenix was a lot closer. So – so we ended up going to Vegas. We paid for the trip. We paid for the hotel, paid for the conference itself, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's the investment that I made financially. And, yes, that was a, a small investment, but that wasn't the biggest by any means. Uh, but after that, everything else was phone calls, emails, Facebook messages, all of the stuff that's free. None of it cost anything. And yet right. now we're talking – you're talking – you said – I think you just mentioned that was like 2010 – so we're talking yeah. four years now. You and I have been friends. We've been connected to each other. We've helped each other out. We've promoted each other all because of just sitting down and networking and following up with people. And that's what being a follow-up fanatic is about. It amazes me how many people I'll meet, and I give them my card, and I say, I want to know more about what you've got going on. Give me a holler. And I never hear from them. Right. I've actually had people that I wanted to give them money. I said, I, I really am, am interested in your services. Let's get together and talk so you can tell me more. And I never hear from them again. And this is why you know, I'm so passionate about this. <laughs> because it's like, you know, you know <laughs> go ahead. It just, it just amazes me how much money is being left on the table because we are not connecting and fill, following up with people the way we should. And I know I know people who do not carry business cards and people who are preaching do not carry business cards. I think that's the stupidest business mistake in the world because of the fact that if I say, I want your information, I'm interested in your products and services, and you're saying, Oh yeah, I'll uh, you know you can look me up online or give me your card and I'll follow up. I can guarantee that that at least ninety percent of the people that have told me that never do follow up, even though I've told them I want to buy from them. Right. And that's it drives me nuts. 
And so that's where I've become such a follow-up fanatic with it. When I was in Phoenix, I started my web design company with literally no experience. I had no business experience. I picked up, you know, I picked up books on how to write HTML code. I picked up books on Photoshop. We didn't even have online courses and videos and all the cool stuff that we have now, right? So that's how I learned. But then I was like, okay, I got to get clients because let's face it, I love my clients. My clients love me to death. I mean, I could literally build them a website and start to finish, like not even show them like a proof or any of that kind of stuff. I would build the entire website out, show it to them, and they go, that's beautiful. Can you change that one word? Now, these are like perfect clients, right? I mean, this is, this is the, what every designer wants. The problem is I had like two of them, and that was not enough to pay the bills. Right. And so I went out I went out and started networking and started meeting people and connecting with people. First thing I did was join a chamber of commerce and in the eighteen years that I was in Phoenix, I grew from knowing nobody to growing my business, my web design business, when I finally when I was kinda of done and I got burned out and was ready to move on, I had five employees, I had an office, we were closing three to five contracts a week. And I had over 5,000 people in my database. These are people that I wow. had connected. And these, are, these aren't just casual connections. These are people that I had met and shaken hands with. Right. And, and that is what makes a difference when you want to really grow, especially when you're in a situation where you don't have a budget for additional advertising. You don't have the money to hire a salesperson. When I started that business, I didn't have any of those things. It was myself working out of my kitchen originally, and that's a lot of people. I got out there, yeah, and we do that, you know. And that's a great place to start because it makes us strong and it makes us grow. But the key is you've got to follow up with people because if you meet somebody, that first touch, that first connection, is just the tip of the iceberg. That is the point where they get to know you just enough to say, okay, I'm interested in finding out more. And that's it. That's all you have time to do. And in the 18 years that I was networking through my design company, towards the end when I actually started up YMU and started doing live seminars and workshops, I actually had one time where I went to an event. Somebody said, this sounds like you have some really cool stuff. I said, I have a seminar tomorrow, and I actually have two seats left if you'd be interested. And he bought on Mm -hmm. the spot. That is the first time ever that I've been able to make a sale like that right out of a cold connection, just meeting somebody at a business mixer. And every other right. time has been just get to know them, follow up with them. How can you build the relationship above and beyond that shake hand and chain exchange of business cards? And so that's what becoming exactly. a follow-up fanatic is. It's putting systems in place and start doing this stuff. Networking is an amazing tool, both online and offline. I mean, I just explained, you know, our story. We did the the offline networking was that we went to a conference together and happened to sit next to each other. The online portion was where I met Therese, who I had not met before in person. We just got connected on Facebook, had some conversations. That led to a face-to-face conversation. Right. And so, yeah, so we network all the time, but how do you build that relationship in the long term? And that's where becoming a follow-up fanatic comes into play, realizing that it's not just a one-time thing. You've got to build with the thought in mind that you're going to stay in touch with somebody at least once a month for the next 12 months. 
which is easier said than done. And uh, let's hold that thought because we're going to come back to that. But I do want to just draw something real quick in what you said. I think everybody wants to uh, play the game of advertising on Facebook, advertising on Google, advertising on Twitter, advertising on LinkedIn, advertising on ad choices. There are so many different places you can advertise. But this is one of those things where time and money kicks in. And there are a lot of folks I know who just don't have the money to invest in that type of advertising, and they don't have the time to play the game with the ridiculous uh, ad rejections and everything else. They just don't have the time to deal with it. And then they find budgetary constraints with hiring a professional to do it. I mean, if you want to do paid advertising, I know a few people that, uh, that can get you there pretty quickly. Uh, and Eli, is that, are you one of those as well? That is something I do not do a whole lot of paid advertising. I do some, um, okay. and I'm, I'm starting to do more of it um, because it is a great tool when you have it because it's a, there is that opportunity to, if you get it, you learn the system and you know how to get it, get it down and do it right, you can, you, know, you can say, okay, I'm going to spend a dollar on advertising and I'm going to make $2 in sales. And you just and if that's a scenario and you get your formula down and you're doing good with it, you'll you'll put as many dollars as you can into that into that machine. Um, but exactly. a lot of times, you know, that's something that I I believe in. I think it's okay as long as it's done right and intelligently. Um, but I do also know that where I started from, I didn't have that kind of money. And you know, we're not talking a dollar. We're talking you know fifty or a hundred dollars. And that was like, yeah, I don't you know, is it is it that or do I put cash in my car this week? You know that kind of thing. And so I chose to go the route of the networking face-to-face -face as my primary tool to grow right. and build my business. Um, I do some advertising, but not a whole lot. I still do more face-to-face. -face. And that a lot of that face-to-face -face goes between speaking gigs, doing things like this, um, and then, of course, networking at conferences and seminars. I mean, I went to a conference here just for the, in, in the single purpose of meeting Kathleen Gage, who's another internet marketer. I don't know how how well you know Kathleen, but she's a pretty cool girl, and I've I've seen her. She stuff was here for a, a few while. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah, she was right here a few weeks in, ago. Yeah, she's going to matter of fact, she's going to be in Phoenix um, for one of her events this this next week or this week, I think. Um, and Great. you know, the whole thing was that I wanted to connect with her because she's in the Portland area, but I hadn't had a chance to meet her in face face to face yet. So I found out she was actually going to be speaking at another person's event. I went to the event for the entire purpose of networking with Kathleen, getting wow. to know her. And now I can, and now I've got her. She's been on my my podcast show. She's we're working on. She's going to be writing some articles for our site. She's um, she and I are doing some stuff back and forth. I mean, she is now what I consider a still fairly new relationship, but we're still – I consider her a friend now. And it was because I purposely went to an event for that purpose, to meet her and connect with her. And, of course, I get five minutes with her because she's a speaker. She's going to get swamped. So at the event, I got five minutes with her. It's the follow-up afterwards that makes a difference. And this is, this is where we can – you know, if, you, if you're ready for it, we can kind of start going into some very tactical and step-by-step -step stuff for everybody. Right, 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 right. And actually, I would kind of like to, to get there as quickly as possible because I always like to leave our listener with something specifically actionable. Now, there are a couple other things I want to get into here, and uh, we may end up skipping around a little bit because we're off it. Actually, I'm halfway through already, and we still have so much to cover. Uh, now, you've said already within our hour here that the phrase, the fortune is in the follow-up, and yet it's so common 
that we never hear from someone that we need. You mentioned, uh, you know, folks who play the game of, you know, I don't carry a business card, but I'll get yours. Now, I used to do that. For years, I didn't have a business card. And if somebody came to mm-hmm. me and asked me for mine, I said, uh, well, that's fine. Uh, I don't actually don't have one, but I'll be happy to take yours and I'll follow up. Now, I was one of those 3 or 4% of people who religiously followed up personally with every single one of them. If I met 100 people at a conference, uh, you know, after I gave people enough time to get home and fly home and get settled again, uh, I was working emails and phones with 100 people. Uh, now, mm-hmm. I had an issue with sustainability on that because a lot of those were one-shot deals, and if I didn't get an immediate response or the response I came, that came back was, nice to meet you too, keep in touch, uh, I tended to gravitate towards those who were ready to take action but I missed out, I know for a fact, on some gold. I know that I have a a box in my drawer of probably about a 1,000 business cards I've gotten from events over the years, and I'm just wondering, Mm -hmm. and maybe I'll ask this question if we have time, what could be done to reactivate something like that? What I'd like to do in the meantime is I'd like to – get into um, you know, how much money you think is being left on the table because people don't follow up with their prospects and some of the reasons why people don't follow up with prospects. I think one of the reasons, and I hear this all the time, is, well, I get so overwhelmed, I just don't have time to follow up on all of them. And, yeah, I know that guy, Eli Delaney, he was ready to pay me right then, but I was just having a really busy week and I just didn't get time to respond to his email. I hope he found what he was looking for, which to me is like, uh, oh, crap, you just left money on the table. But why do you think this happens, and what do we do about it? There, there's a couple of reasons that it happens. One of them that you brought up was the overwhelm side of it. People people have a hard time figuring out where to start because they get swamped, and, and they're like, okay, I don't even know where to start with this. I got, I've got a 1,000 business cards sitting here. I mean, to, to before I started building these systems and build, and putting this stuff in place myself, we had, you know, you get the box of 1,000 business cards, right, when you, when you buy your business yes. cards. Well, I was going yes. through and I was meeting so many people. I was handing out boxes of cards that were literally – I was going through a box of cards every other month. And wow. I was collecting cards as well. And so what would happen was then at one point, Cindy took all the cards that I had on my desk. Now, Cindy's my partner. And she took all the cards on my desk and stuck them in boxes. And we had three boxes full of cards that I had collected from people. And I realized what had happened was I was going through and we're kind of cleaning these up and getting them organized so we can try to actually do something with them. And I was finding cards where I'd have three and four cards from the same person. Because let's face it, this is what happens is we go to an event. Let's say let's say we're, we're working with like a local chamber. So we go to a monthly um, local event type of thing. And you go, you meet somebody, you hit it off, great thing. It's like, okay, here's my card. Let me grab your card. We should get together for coffee next week. And everybody's like, okay, that's great. That sounds perfect. And then you get you get back, you get busy, and nothing happens. And you come back next month, and you run into that person again. Like, oh man, we were supposed to get together for coffee, weren't we? Give me another one of your cards so we can so we can have a little remind me, and I can make sure that I, I email you, and we can lock something in. And then we get right. back, and we get busy, and then and next thing you know, you got five cards from the same person, and you both look like idiots. And that's what you, don't want, you know, because I mean, you can't blame them because they're they're doing the same thing you are, right? You know, we're both we're both right. dropping the ball here, and so this is where I started figuring out, okay, I've got to fix this problem. 
And so what I started doing was I started collectively putting these stuff into a CRM system. There's a lot of systems out there. Now, I personally use Infusionsoft. It's a high-level system. It's not cheap. If you're just starting out, it's not the right choice for you. Um, there are right. things out there. There is one called Zoho CRM, Z-O-H-O-C-R-M. There is a free level. You can start with that. Yeah, start with that if you need to. But you need to put them into some kind of system, some kind of database where you can track it and figure out who's where, where you met them what, with, and what you need to do next. So you can keep your tracking notes per, per contact. Um, that's the first step, is you've got to have something. Zoho is a great choice. It's a great inexpensive choice. Start with that. You can move on. There's other things like Salesforce and Act and all kinds of things out there. Use whatever you're comfortable with. It really doesn't matter what the system is as long as you use it. That's the most important thing. But here is the most important piece of all is that if you're going to an event, you have it scheduled that you're going to go to an event tomorrow night, then you need to make sure that either for one hour after the event or the first hour of your day, the next day, you schedule it, you put it in your calendar to follow up with your contacts. Okay. This is a scheduled thing. You put it in your calendar. You do not skip it. This is this is that whole, I, I don't have time. You need to make time. So what I'll do is I will actually have it. So if I go to an event, either that night or the next day, I will start putting people in my system. And right. I have a, I have a cool little form set up so I can put pop people in from the back end. It's really easy. If I'm at a conference, like a you know a three day conference, I can actually do it from the hotel room. I can literally spend half an hour or an hour and just start inputting people into the system and shooting off these for the first email that which is basically a hey it was great to meet you and here's the script for this first email by the way your number one step once you meet somebody you connect with them is to email them. Okay. And this is across the board. Right. I don't care who they are, just uh, whether it's a potential prospect, client, vendor, or just somebody you met and you have no clue what's going to happen with them. You send them an email, right. and it's an email. Here's the script. Write this down. It's pretty. It's really simple. Hi, blank, whatever their, their, their first name is. It was right. great meeting you at blank. You put in the name of the conference or the event that you're at. I hope right. you met a lot of great people. So did I. What other events do you go to? Here's a few that I go to that I really enjoy. And you give them a couple of okay. resources. And then you sign it. Let's get together sometime next week. How does Thursday sound? Thanks so much, Eli. Okay? Now, you see how simple this is. We're not talking anything. That fancy. is extremely simple. Yeah, and this is a script, by the way. You are going to take this, you write this out, open up a Word document, write it out, put in a blank where their first name goes and a blank where the event goes, and save it as a Word document. Save it in a folder on your desktop called follow-up. And what you're right. going to do is every time you meet somebody, you open up your email, you open up that document, you copy, you paste. If there's something specific that you want to mention... You can tweak that email, but you right. don't have to, by the way, because be, realize if you've ever done follow-up and actually emailed everybody you met after an event, it's not uncommon for me to go to an event and come back with 20 or 30 cards. Uh, and I've, done, and one, I've done that. And yes, I use a template. Yeah. But when you come back, you're pretty much, by the fifth one, you're saying the same thing over and over again anyway. 
because yeah, your brain is fried. Yeah. You, you're, it's the same <laughs> information. So why rewrite that? Instead of spending five minutes on every one of those emails, why not spend 10 seconds on it instead? Two points okay, I'd like so to make con- about that. I'm sorry, go ahead, Eli. Go ahead. You, you first. Just, yeah, no, I was just going to say, and that and that's a tip right there that doesn't cost you anything. Open up a Word document, write it yep. up, make sure you've got your spell check, your resources, your links, whatever you want to put in there. By the way, do not pitch them. This is a very, very critical piece. Do not say, hey, by the way, I have this great thing. You should buy it. I mean, because that's just a quick way to say, okay, I'm a jerk. But you want, uh-huh. what you want to do is you want to just touch base with them, say, hey, it was great meeting you. Add something of value. Ask a question. That's why you say, what other events do you attend? Here's some other events that I go to. That way you're adding value. You're asking a question, which inherits right. a response, by the way, because you want them to respond. That's how you build the relationship. And then you say, let's get together for coffee. What's next week look like? Have a nice day. And it's so, so simple. You just proof it out. Make sure that it sounds good. Make sure that you got all, all your links work and all that kind of stuff. Save it as a document. And then you can literally go through and copy, paste, send, copy, paste, send, copy, paste, send. Because let's face it, you're going to write the same stuff anyway. Yeah. This is the way it is. Once you start yeah. writing, once you do two or three, you're going to start writing pretty much the same thing. And you're going to try to get creative, and it's not going to work. And then you're going to spend 10 minutes trying to write a single email, which is silly because you're sending one email to every single person. They don't know that you sent that same email to every single person. And you're saying the same stuff you would in every email anyway. So that, don't get true. upset. Don't think, that it's, don't think that it's like being inauthentic or anything like that because – Seriously, it's not. You would write the same stuff. The only thing is that you're you're streamlining it and making it more effective for yourself by using a, a boilerplate starting point as opposed to handwriting every single one from scratch. So that is the first thing you should do either that night, same day, or next day. But you're supposed to do it within the net, within 24 hours, 48 at the very, very least. Okay. And then that way, you've done one touch with people. Okay. So now you said something you wanted to say, so I'm going to let you, you talk for a minute. This, guys, uh, for those who are listening, this is what happens when me, Eli and I get together. The ideas just start rushing out here. I actually had to check myself and remember this is an online radio show and not an impromptu uh, park, uh, mastermind while standing in a parking lot like Eli and I did that one time in Phoenix. Uh, yeah, he dropped me off at the hotel after we went for dinner and because uh, I was visiting Phoenix uh, at the time he lived there, and we ended up having like, a three-hour mastermind right out there in a the parking lot. So you have to, I have to remind myself of that, so I apologize for that. But two quick points I want to make here are, number one, uh, if you're concerned about sending the same email to every single person, it's the same email and you're just changing their name, remember that of the 100 people that they met at that event, they will probably hear from four or five. You're already standing out just because you did it. That's the first thing. And then the second oh, yeah. point that I want to – and the second point I want to make, and I invite Eli's agreement or disagreement on this, is when I send these emails, um, I do not load them into my you know, like Infusionsoft or one shopping cart or AWeb or whatever you're using. Uh, I actually send these as personal emails from my direct email account. There are no unsubscribe links. There are no formatting or anything like that. It's very much like I sat down in my email and I thought, hey, I'm going to email Eli Delaney to tell him it was nice meeting him. That's exactly what it is and it's exactly what it looks like. I don't add them to any email marketing database until they find their own way into my email marketing. 
Mm -hmm. And there's and I do a little bit differently. What I do, number one, and this actually leads me to to another piece of, of what I want to talk about today is never add people, never, never, never add people to your generic list. Okay. Right. Um, you're, we all want to build our list. That's awesome. But you have your regular newsletter, however you want to format it. Um, when you meet somebody at a networking event, if I meet you and I give you my card, that does not mean I want your crop. Okay. So right. you need to make sure. Now, here's where I bend the rules a little bit. I have a separate list just for these people, just for the connections, the casual connections is what I like to call it. These are the people that I meet at an event. I don't know. Some of them might become prospects. Some of them might be just casual connections. Some might be joint venture partners. They're just people that I met. I don't know where they've called, right. where they're going to fall yet, right? So I have a list that I add them to just for that. They never get a pitch from me. They never get a. They never get any of my regular newsletter stuff. They do, however... Right. And this is some more this is more high level, somewhat ninja type of stuff, is I do have a series of these emails, just like the first email that I talked about, right? That email, pretty generic, pretty straightforward. There's no pitch in it. It's just a hey, how was it going? It was great to meet you. You know, what events do you go to? What events or here's some that I recommend. Let me know. Let's get together for coffee. That kind of thing, right? So I have another one that actually goes out thirty days later. It says, Hey, it's been a month since we've talked. I just want to touch base, see how things are going. Is there anything I can do to help you out? I like the that. entire email. Okay. Now, that is automated. Okay. So I have okay. to put that into an automated system. I have six right. months worth of that, of touching base. The the hardest pitch in all of those is I have one email that says, Hey, by the way, do you have an iPod? If you have an iPod, I have a podcast. I give I give these interviews away for free. I have a blast doing it. It, you know, check one out. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now, if they right. never do anything with it, that's fine. If they do, I'm not selling them anything, so I'm not trying to pitch them. I'm not trying to date their money. All I'm doing is saying, right. hey, this is something that I do. I offer value with it. If you, if it's something that might be useful to you, great. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Okay. So, I like and then it. I have another one towards the end, like six months down the road. I have one saying, hey, can you help me with something? As a speaker, I'm always looking for a speaking gig. So do you know of anybody who leads up a group of business entrepreneurs? I've, I've done everything from schools to conferences to even just small networking groups. You know, if there's 10 or more people in the room, I would love to come be a guest speaker. If you know of anybody, let me know. That's the entire pitch. Right. That's the hardest pitch out of everything, Right. And so yeah. I actually have these in an automated system. And like I said before, I use Infusionsoft for it. So I have these. They go out once a month for six months. I've actually built a course or like a, a system for other entrepreneurs on a 12-month system to do this. Because let's face it, if we go to a conference, we're going to come home with 100 business cards. If we go to True. a networking event – we're going to come back with minimum five, probably closer ten to twenty business cards, and you could do things like this every single week. So, let's say you have, you know, ten business cards a week, every week. Well, you have week one, you have ten; week two, you have twenty; week three, you have thirty; then forty; then fifty. It makes it impossible to follow up with all of those people. So right. when you start streamlining the process and automating some of this stuff, and I'm just saying little stuff, that's where. Right it comes in play where you can still build these relationships for the long term. Now, 
one critical piece with this is that when you if you do go with this format, and this is a little bit more you know, a little bit more hardcore here, is make sure that if they reply to that email, you actually get it and you have to respond personally. Yeah, that's an important key because I've had people who've emailed me that have followed the same basic idea, but they've sent out, number one, they've sent out an email that looks like a big fancy template so I can tell right away it's an autoresponder of some sort. And then the second right. thing on top of that is that they send me something. I reply back to them saying, hey, yeah, thanks for the email. I would love to get together for coffee sometime. What does your week look like? And I near, never hear from them. And then I get an email back like a month later. It's like, hey, it's been a while. I haven't talked to you, but I want to touch base with you again. I reply back again saying, hey, you know what? I did reply to the last email you sent to me, but I never heard anything back. I would love to get together for coffee and just touch base with you. And then I never hear right. from them again. Yeah, and so it's like you, you have to respond to that. That's, it's okay to use automation in aspects to simplify your life and get things working for you on you know, 24-7 without you having to manually push every single button, but you have to push the button when somebody responds. You know, you've got to be there for that aspect because if you don't, you lose all your credibility. And, I mean, I've got one that, that literally this girl that I met a month ago, I've connected with her in this aspect, and um, I she got my automated email, and then she replied back to it, and she and I have had probably 10 different emails back and forth since then. Right. But it's, it's, all started it's, it's, it's crazy. How, yeah, yeah, it's crazy how that works. Oh. It's very crazy yeah. how that how that works. And uh, as I tell people all the time, whenever you send your broadcast emails, first of all, if you're sending emails like the ones that Eli is sharing with you, for those of you who are listening, uh, it's actually easier to make it like even if you're doing it through an automated system, it's actually easier to make it look like just a regular email you dashed out from your Outlook or your Gmail than it is to put it in the mm-hmm. template because you don't have to deal with formatting. So first of all, it's actually easier to do it the right way. Second, and I've taught this before, for those of you who follow how my website sell, is whenever you send out any broadcast email, uh, you make sure that if somebody hits reply and engages you, that that goes to a real live human being, whether it's you personally or whether it's your assistant who triages and makes sure that you get the ones that you're supposed to get and triages the ones that uh, they're supposed to get whatever uh, because if I'm if you send me an email and I'm excited to do business or meet with you or give you money right now and I reply and I get something that says thank you very much for your response uh, we do not accept emails with this address please fill out a support ticket and we will do our best to get back to you within 72 hours well well that's a, that's a cold shower right there mm-hmm, that's happened way too often and, yes. I, and I've seen those before. They drive me nuts, and it's it's automation gone wrong. And there, there's a lot of people that are totally against automating parts and pieces of their business for those exact reasons, and those are the things that drive me nuts because there's so much you can do. I'm an automation freak. I love automating things as much as possible. But there is a point where you have to make sure that it's done right. There, There's some guys going around right now that are doing some stuff on LinkedIn, and they have – essentially a template going on, and I'm sure you've probably seen this here, where it's like, um, hi, Adam, we, you know, we haven't met before, but I found your profile, and I think you're doing an awesome job. I think we should definitely connect. Uh-huh. You know, we have some things to, to, in common, and this same template is going around to about 2,000 people right now, and I get uh, probably two or three of those emails a day. Okay. Wow. The bad thing is that the original one, and this is put together by the people who actually are selling this pro- program, I got it from them. I've known these guys for years, and I got that same email saying, I don't know you, but I think we'd make a good connection. 
And I was like, wow, that's automation gone wrong. That's where oop, you're, you're oop, oops. Uh-huh, yeah. And so you have to be authentic as much as you can in this and start thinking through the processes. Now, and I know we're getting close on time here, so I want to make sure that I, I give some more some more steps in this process to make sure that you, you that everybody listening gets this because we went some high, we did some high level stuff here for a minute. Generally right. speaking, if you're just starting out, write your template, save it as a Word document, and use that as your first step. Your first step is follow up with an email saying, "Hey, it was great to meet you." And also, real key important thing, make sure you mention the event you met them at because that makes a world of difference. All right? So next right. Step, next step is that you need to find them and connect with them in the social media world. This is Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+. Those, those are the four big boys right at this particular moment. Of course, that could change. We don't know. I mean, right now, Google's up in the air. So, uh, But you want to connect with them. You now have their email address. You know their name. You know where they're at. It's pretty easy to connect with them. Reach out and say, hey, right. I just shot you an email. I wanted to connect with you on Facebook as well. Or I want to just shot you an email. I want to connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Or something to the effect of, you know, if maybe you've already sent the email and you've connected on Facebook, send one on LinkedIn saying, hey, I already, um, I'm do, going this, doing the social media rounds now. You know, something like that. Make it short, sweet, to the point. Again, you can copy and paste this into a notepad file or a .word document and create something, one sentence, very short, just basically saying, hey, I shot you an email. I just wanted to connect here uh, on this platform as well. That way, you're sending right. a personalized message along with doing your friend request. One of the worst right. things in the world, link LinkedIn is horrible at this. They have that standard message that when you send somebody a, a connection request, it says, I'd like to add you to my professional network. Let's face it, that's lame. Okay, Nobody likes that, and everybody gets 100 of them a day. So personalize it. If you literally spend that 30 seconds, and it's not even 30 seconds, because if you write it once, save it as a document, and copy and paste it, but it's something personalized that says, hey, just wanted to connect here. It's different than the, I want to add you to my professional network. Guess what? You stand out. They're more likely to exactly, it. exactly. And sometimes, you know how I do it. Sometimes, if I've already like spoken with a person, we're already connected elsewise, and I notice we're not on LinkedIn together yet, I'll send them a quick message and I say, and I just say, "All right, you know how this works," and they accept <laughs> every time. Yep. Yeah. And it adds your personality to it. That's the key thing with it is you want to add a little bit of your personality to it. But again, you know, do something simple. One sentence, you can copy and paste it. Don't try to write it from scratch every single time because after, after a while, you're going to start saying the same thing over and over again anyway. So why waste that time? So connect with people in the social world. That's step number two. And then just go through and comment or like on something. This is something you can do right. in you know, 30 seconds. It doesn't have to be big. I like, I like things. Big. I like things all the time. I mean, I don't like every single mm -hmm. thing. I actually put some thought into what I like. But then I tell people all the time, how hard is it to click like? Because by clicking like, you're just saying, "Hey, I stopped by. Was thinking of you," and it keeps exactly. you on your radar screen. Exactly. That's one more touch. You know, see, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, and when it comes to follow up, and this is why follow up is so so important, is that your prospects are, you know, most, let's reframe this a little bit, most follow-up uh, or most sales are made, I should say, in 
between six and 12 touches with a prospect. Right. So, so we know that. I mean, those are numbers, and, and depending on which study you hear, it, it says anywhere between six and 12 touches with a prospect is when they finally make a buying decision. Most sales professionals, these are people who actually consider themselves salespeople, give up after three tries. Maybe they do a phone call, right. maybe they shoot an email, maybe they, they have one more phone call another week or two later, and at that point right, they give right. up and they move on to the next gig, right? So in reality, yeah. what ends up happening is your prospects are getting warmed up just about the same time you're giving up. That's, that a, that's a profound right, statement right there. Yes, it is, and that is the key. It's because people make a buying decision when they are ready to buy, not when we want them to buy our stuff. We want them to buy yesterday. you know. But they're going to make a decision whenever. I have one client who has been with me for over 16, 15, 16 years, somewhere right around there, and it was because I followed up with them. They came to me at one point. They, I gave them a price to build a new website for them. It was out of their price range. They were still fairly new. They had a website that had been designed by a friend of a friend. They weren't really happy with it, but they, they just kind of they got what they got. And then they're like, okay, well, we'd like to find something better. And they just didn't have it in the budget when I talked to them. And it's like, okay, well, let's stay in touch. If anything changes, I would love to help you out. I would love to work with you. Well, a year later, almost to the day, I ended up doing a trade show at, as part of one of the chambers that I was part of, and we were doing uh, doing it outside of the Coyotes Hockey Arena in Phoenix. And so I decided, you know, part of it was we were going to give away tickets. We had ten, 10 sets of tickets to give away for that night's concert. So I did a postcard, mailed it out to everybody on my list saying, hey, by the way, we're going to be doing this trade show, and if you come by our booth, you're going to have an opportunity to win tickets to tonight's game. I get a phone call from this girl, she goes, I don't know if you remember me, but we, we talked about a year ago. We This is what we do. We just didn't have it in the budget then. But I just got your postcard, and your timing couldn't be better. I just got an e a letter from my old web designer saying that he's going out of business and I have 30 days to find somebody else or I'm going to lose everything. Right. In that time frame, our business had exploded. I had almost tripled my fees, and she signed without even blinking. And to this day, she's still a client of mine. Right, All right, right. It's, a, it's amazing how that works. It's amazing yes. how that works. So what, what I'd like to do here is you have 90 seconds for me, just 90 seconds. Um, I really want to come back to this. You have a box of 3,000 business cards. Uh, you haven't spoken with some of these people in three years. Uh, you don't even remember mm -hmm. where you met a lot of them or what the heck they're doing. You have no idea what they're doing today. How do we heat that up again? This is, a, this is one of my favorite ones. I call it the bring them back. The whole point behind right. it is you stop, you send them, send them an email, and then the email starts with, I'm sorry. Okay. That's the subject line. And you send it, say, hey, Bob, you know, whatever their name is. It's been forever since we've talked. I'm a complete slacker, and I, I actually lost a stack of cards, and I just found them in right. the, the bottom of my bag or buried on my desk right. or whatever. Use whatever makes sense for you. And I wanted to follow up with you. I am so sorry I dropped the ball. I would love to, to have a phone chat with you or get together for coffee or something like that and see how things are going. Okay. And that's it. It's really that simple. I have a client who we actually did that with, and we did it with, with clients, like previous clients, versus just general prospects. But it works either way. But she actually did this. 
she got a hundred percent response and cl- ended up closing over twelve thousand dollars in sales because of sending one email like that. Well, ha- well, heck, Eli, I can uh, on on a slow day, a couple days a week, I can head over to the cigar shop with a bunch of business cards in my laptop, and I can bang out sixty or seventy of those over a CAO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all it is is a simple email saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm a slacker. I'm sorry. I screwed up. It's I, I would love to to reconnect with you." And it's so funny because the the psychology behind that is so simple. Is the fact that people they they drop the ball as well. Let's face it; it's a it's a fifty fifty responsibility for what happens, and we are all responsible for our own follow up and our own businesses. So they are going to see this email from you. They're going to go, "Oh man, yeah, I was supposed to follow up with him," and so they feel guilty. But you're taking the guilt away from them and taking it on yourself. So now right. they are actually more likely to respond to that email just yes. because you did that. Okay, it's, that's, it's, that's a writer it. downer for our audience right there. That's a writer downer. I have used that for years. It has it works like a charm. And you and you want to be sincere with it. I mean, you're not sending out something you, something you don't believe in. You're just right. systematizing that process. And literally that email has gotten – I've gotten clients who have made, made thousands of dollars from it. I have reconnected with people that I haven't touched, touched base with in I don't even know how many years because of that specific email. And it's just a, hey, I'm sorry, I'm a slacker, and I want to make it up to you. And that's, right. that's really all it is. And, and it, you will get an amazing response from those people. That's great. That is fantastic. Eli, we could do this for another two or three hours, and we may have to have you back here just so that we can cover some of the many points we didn't even get to. I, I predict very strongly an encore to this presentation. Let's put it that way. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I have fun with this, and any time you want me to come back, just give me a holler and let me know. I mean, you know, you know how to get a hold of me. I'm easy to find. Yep, yep. And before we go, before we go, um, I just want to uh, turn over the floor to you for about 90 seconds here and just tell our listeners if they find themselves highly interested in what you have to share and recognizing the power they have to increase their profits and revenues, how can they get a hold of you and how can they get started? There's a couple of different ways. Uh, one is you can always connect with me in the social world, ask me questions. I'm I'm very, very social in um in an overall aspect. But I do have something specifically for follow-up. I actually wrote a, a guide. Uh, it's my networking follow-up blueprint. And this networking works whether you're, lo- you're doing local stuff in chambers and business mixers and things like that, or seminars and conferences, any of that kind of stuff. I put this together. It's a giveaway that I love to do because it, it's helped so many people. And if it's okay, I'd like to give that away to your audience. Great. Okay. That would so be the awesome. link for Please that. Do. The link for that is ymurocks.com okay. slash follow up. Once again, ymurocks.com slash follow up. And it's all one word, all lowercase. Yeah. And that's uh, and it's a great 
tool. It's basically, it's a lot of my thoughts and processes, some of the stuff we talked about today. And then, of course, it goes into more detail. But that's something I love to give away for free to your audience so you can have it. Get out there. Use this stuff. I'll tell you what, it works like a charm. It is so amazing. And it's not complicated. That's the key to, to with this stuff. It's not complicated. It's not any fancy, expensive stuff. It's very, very simple, easy to implement stuff. And that's the whole reason I put it together. Well, Eli, thank you for that as well. That is just absolutely awesome. For everybody listening, um, Eli Delaney of YourMarketingUniversity.com. Again, thank you for being with us today. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. I had a blast, Adam. It's always fun talking to you. So you're right. We could probably do another couple hours on this stuff. Yeah, we will, we will absolutely have you back to cover some of the points we weren't able to get to this hour. I warned our audience, these turn into masterminds when Eli and I get together. So for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of BusinessCreatorsRadioShow.com. Please check out our previous and upcoming episodes and learn how our guest experts help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.